Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lose by a score of 121 to 111 against the uh, Denver Nuggets. And, you know, this is another classic fake comeback at the end. This game was uh, not as close, at least not in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Raptors, wow, the, the, the bench completely shit the bed, like so terribly <laughs> just like awful like I don't, I don't have kids um but i do remember when my when my little brother was a baby <laughs> and just like <laughs> the middle of the night and whatever just like i remember seeing my parents and sort of how tired they were after working all day and then you gotta change the sheets because it's you know there's pee all over the place like that's that's pretty much what happened uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened i mean um, yeah, the Raptors bench was like unspeakably bad, and you know uh, it was a game where the Raptors competed well for three quarters and then they lost. Which um, it's it's only funny because it's it's just so infuriating. Sometimes you just gotta cope, you know. Literally turning into the Joker, not Jokic, the other one. Um, but yeah, wow, uh, the bench was awful, just awful, um, like. They couldn't do anything. Like Nick Nurse said at the start of the fourth quarter, so Nick wanted to buy his guys some time because they're going on a four-game road trip, playing a compressed schedule. This is their third game in four nights. They're in Denver, you know, okay. The, the air is different up there, okay. And um, he wanted to buy his starters some minutes. So he went with Malachi, who was a starter, but Malachi with the bench. And that lineup... Got completely torched. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, it wasn't a surprise because I didn't think the bench played particularly well in the first half either when they got a shift together. But it wasn't so bad. There were a couple of guys who sort of did a few things here or there to sort of keep it you know intact. And plus, Malachi was in foul trouble, so the Raptors had to sort of 
worked that lineup a little differently. The fourth quarter, though, I mean, it was terrible. 9-0 run. They couldn't even just hold on to the ball or turn the ball over. Not guarding guys. Couldn't figure out the, the Nuggets zone. Nuggets started to get really confident, started pressing. You know, the Raptors just, again, turtled up, basically, and... Yeah, I mean it was it was nasty. It really was. And then the starters did end up having to come in early because you, you can't just give up the game. And the game was literally being lost as, you know, we were seeing, but then yeah, I mean that's still um I mean, I don't know, man. What are you really going to do, right? The house is already falling apart at that point. You just kind of have to get out before it collapses. So, that was the game. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would say the Raptors actually played Pretty decently for three quarters of that first half. They were unlucky in a couple of whistles. And it was annoying to watch. But I really did like the intensity the Raptors guarded with. To be honest, the Nuggets are not a team that terrifies me necessarily. Just because um, I think the Raptors play them well. I think they have a good game plan against them. Um, you know, they were doing a really good job in the first half. In terms of how they were guarding Jokic. I thought Jokic got free a little bit in the third quarter. and Started hitting a couple of shots. But... Um, and that wasn't great. I think the intensity dropped. But in the first half, intensity was great. Obviously, they have OG on Jokic. And the matchup was a little different, right? They put Yo- OG on Jokic. They put Kem on Aaron Gordon, which is very interesting. Um, you know, obviously, that's a center guarding, you know, a, a wing, primarily. And then they had Pascal guard Michael Porter Jr., which... I mean, I guess if you have to, if you're putting OG on Jokic, then yeah, someone has to guard uh, Michael Porter, and so Pascal was, was doing that. You know, I thought all three of those guys did their jobs enough. Maybe out of the three, Pascal did the worst one because I didn't look. I didn't think Pascal was physically there tonight. Like I just didn't feel like he was similar to that Fred game, which I guess was also the Pascal game because he was two for, two for twelve. Um, he just didn't look right physically. I mean, obviously he's coming off COVID, and then. Playing, you know, in, in in thin air, I feel like that it is just that's all. It should be illegal, quite honestly. It should, it's like a, I don't know, workplace safety hazard. You know, like should be looking at Wimis um, for, for 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 what to do there. But in any case, um, yeah, like it was not a good game from Pascal. And I think defensively, you, you know, I noticed in the first quarter you lost Michael Porter a few times. Um, you know, honestly, Michael Porter does a good job moving without the ball. And I think Pascal was sort of inattentive sometimes. And Porter got open for a three. He got open, you know, back door for a layup. Um, but I, I thought on the whole, though, like, you could have lived with some of the results. You really could have. Like, I didn't think Jokic was impacting the game as much in the first half. Um, you know, especially not like an MVP level kind of um, impact. And obviously that's the Raptors were trying to, you know, throw him off, right? Sometimes we're sending, like, hard doubles at him. Sometimes we're playing him straight up. But they, they, they did a pretty good job. And you can live with some of those mid-range jumpers. Which, by the way, I love those jumpers. Like, it's actually really fun to watch. It's like watching, like, I don't know, man. I never played against my dad or anything. But, like, it's basically like getting schooled by your dad. Like, <laughs> he's just, like, hitting a, he's just hitting a standstill free-throw line jumper over your head. You can't really do much about it. Um, anyway, that that, sh- that shot's like pure, pure. It's like it's like he's trolling you in a way, but obviously it takes tremendous skill. In any case, um, they they defended well. I thought really did. I thought they honestly got hurt a couple of times with the way the game was officiated in the first half. Um, the Raptors were very aggressive, and so 
But it was like loose ball fouls like they were getting called. Like, oh, there was a deflection and then two guys tried to go for the ball, OG and Compazzo at half court. And you know how it is. Two guys dribble, going after a loose ball. Like, there's going to be some contact. You know, whatever. That's that's the game. That really is the game. But then a foul can called. It's like, okay, all right. Um, you know, OG blocks, uh, forget Paul Millsap or Jermichael Green, one of the Nuggets bench forwards, driving to the rim for a, for a dunk. And OG completely swats it. It's a f- fantastic defensive play. Refs call foul. And Nick Nurse has to burn his um, challenge in the first half on a play that was very obviously just a clean block. Um, you know, there's just a number of those instances in the first half. It was annoying to watch. But I thought the Raptors were in it. They, they had a good game plan. Some of the guys were making... The Raptors weren't even necessarily clicking that much offensively, but they were just getting enough contribution to sort of stay in the game and, and be close and take a four-point lead. And the Nuggets take a four-point lead. Like, a very, very close game. And even throughout the end of the third quarter, I think the Raptors only down like four. But, yeah, and the bench came in and, uh, you know... Wasn't great. Don't want to really go back to that uh, baby peeing analogy. In any case, um, you know, if you want to take positives from this game, um, you know, I I think honestly that's probably the mindset to look at, right? Like it's it's really whether they make the playing tournament or not. I don't really care about. I really just care about seeing guys play well. And right now, the guys that I am most happy with. Um, are Malachi Flynn, OJ Anobi, Kem Birch. I would say those three guys are, I mean, man, I, I can't lie to you. Like, that's not a reason to turn on a, a, to, to your TV to, to just watch those three guys. No no offense, but, like, you know, so, <laughs> let's say you are a neutral NBA fan, okay? And there were a couple of games on as there are every night. Or that I wouldn't say the, 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 the OG Malachi Kem billing is the one that's going to get your you know your click maybe you're probably looking somewhere else in any case though those three guys are really bringing a lot of joy uh and just otherwise obviously these games are a little bit dull but um i thought malachi he had some really nice moments as he does pretty much every game now i mean i think his confidence has really risen um and i i like seeing him attack i really do um i like seeing him create like there was a couple of possessions where he got downhill uh, collapsed the defense, sort of gnashed it out, as they keep saying, which is just he, he dribbles out the pick and roll, gets into the paint, then leaves the paint instead of necessarily driving to the rim or kicking to the corners or something like that. But he keeps the dribble alive, dribbles it back out, and I thought he had one or two possessions where he found OG, he found Kyle for open looks. Not sure if those guys made it, but I, I liked his facilitating there. There are also times where he gave the ball early to Cam Birch, for example, empty side pick and roll, uh, where he, he slipped the bounce pass to Cam in, tra- in, in stride, going to the basket for a dunk. Cam was fantastic too, by the way. But um, I, I just like the way Malachi's playing. I just really, really enjoy um, you know, seeing him figure it out offensively. And the Nuggets were not a necessarily easy opponent. I thought, you know, um, Compazzo, like, is, is a pretty diligent defender, works really hard. Um, and so he's kind of a pest. And, yeah, I mean, like, I thought Malachi did a good job. Like, I really did. Um, you know, I, there were occasional times when Malachi got switched out to Jokic, whether that was, you know, off a switch on a pick and roll or sort of in transition where you got to pick up. And Malachi took Jokic to the basket for a driving layup in transition. That was nice to see. It's not easy to do. I mean, listen, Jokic is seven feet tall. Like, that's not easy to finish over top of seven-footer. Uh, he had another possession where he was switched out one-on-one against Jokic, confidently stepped into the three. Obviously, Jokic is playing him to drive because, obviously, the, the quickness is there with Flynn. And Flynn just, like, no hesitation, dribbled into the, the pull-up three. 
the same kind of shot you would see Kyle and Fred make, for example. That was great to see. Um, and, yeah, I mean, even some impressive plays. Like, you drive in through contact with a left hand, which is his off hand, going to the basket and, and finishing in traffic. Like, I, you know, Flynn has been very fun. The only thing with Flynn today is he got called for three fouls in the first half, so that limited his minutes in the first half, which was, you know, annoying. But, uh, yeah, third quarter, he was sensational. I thought he had probably nine or 11 points in the third. And then fourth quarter, admittedly, not that good because, you know, he was the main uh, creator in that in that bench lineup, and he did have a, a bunch of turnover, which is, is very unorthodox. I mean, I don't even think he had 30 turnovers on the season, and today he had six. So that's unusual. And I thought sometimes where, you know, the Nuggets did catch him in some traps. He was trying to dribble out of some of the situations and, you know, just getting trapped, period. Uh, and losing the ball. Composo swatted him also once just uh, in the corner there. He was trapped a little bit. So, yeah, it, you know, the fourth quarter performance wasn't good, but I wouldn't say Malachi was the main uh, reason for that by, by any means. Um, but he was fun. He was fun. Again, he's one of the main reasons to watch right now is Malachi Flynn. Okay, get ready for the, the Flynn show. My goodness. Um, OJ Anobi was also pretty fun for stretches. So this was a game where Pascal just didn't have it. Pascal was kind of a passenger for the whole game. 11 shots, very, very much below his season average. And just didn't look to attack that often. I just didn't think... He, he just didn't have much left in the tank. He really didn't, man. Um... So OG kind of became that de facto like half court. Okay, we got to go to someone to try to create, and it was a lot to OG and it was a lot OG in the post trying to, you know, work his way down uh, and, and against Michael Porter Jr. Now I got to give Michael Porter Jr. a lot of credit. He, he you know, I, defensively he can be lacking at times, but I think as a primary defender, like he's obviously quick. He's got length. He's six ten. Uh, and he's got pretty decent athleticism. So you got to give him a lot of credit for guarding OG straight up. You know, got him, uh, blocked him a few times. But I thought OG got him a few times as well. Um, you know, I thought OG showing his strength in the post. OG showing some playmaking in the post. You know, hitting uh, Ken Birch. Again, Birch is just the guy who kind of connects a lot of dots. Um, and <laughs> honestly, I would love to see Ken Birch play 40 minutes, man. I really would. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, OG is playing really, really well at times. And, of course, he's also hitting his threes, you know. I like that the Raptors are setting screens for OG to come off the screen and, and shoot immediately. Uh, just a little down screen action with OG coming out behind the screener and, and hitting the three. Like, I love seeing that stuff. I like seeing his confidence. It's not quite a shot on the move. It's not exactly like, you know, uh, Steph Curry f- careening off a, of a screen and then shooting off one leg or something like that from 50 feet. But, um you know, I, I think that is a nice progression for OG to, to be able to do some of that stuff. And he just looks very steady on his shot. Like, there's only one three that I thought was, like, really open that he missed. Um, but, yeah, OG was, was good. And he took a career-high 21 uh, shots. Now, he only made eight, you know, and there were, I would say, three or four possessions, you know, he might have taken back. But, like, come on, man. I mean, what you can always say that pretty much about guys who are the main options. Like, it really takes a lot of time and reps to really figure that out. Find and figure out your efficiency. And, and OG's a guy who's, I mean, yo, I, when has OG ever been the go-to option? Like, I don't even, I, honestly, like, it must have been high school, right? Because even in Indiana, when he played, like, two years there, um, he was, you know, like a 3 and D guy. I mean, he, he made a lot of plays, too, don't get me wrong, but, like, he was a 3 and D guy. He wasn't like he was throwing 20 points or anything like that. 
um, had the ball in his hands all the time. It wasn't, right? And I think he's really steadily grown here and, and to the point where he can even serviceably do his job, which, by the way, it wasn't like OG was inefficient. 8 of 21 sounds not that great, but if you look at it, he hits four threes, he hits five free throws. He, he gets you an efficient outing. Like, I really can't complain about 25 points on in 21 shots. Like, it's, it's not bad. Um, and, yeah, I thought OG played well. And plus, defensively, he gave a great effort there. Obviously, having to guard Jokic quite a bit. To be honest, the part that Jokic hurt him the most was on offensive rebounding, which is a team thing. I really do think that the Raptors do need to all collectively box out. But then again, the Nuggets are also huge. Like, they start Gordon, Porter, and Jokic. So those three guys are all, like, you know, I mean, those just two power forwards and a center right there. And, and, and one of the best centers in the NBA, if not the best center in the NBA. So... That's just tough. <laughs> so you kind of expect him to get on offensive glass. But I thought OG played them well. Uh, well. You know, OG had some possessions against Michael Porter. You know, stopped him as well. Like, listen, there's only one OG, unfortunately. If we can have five OGs on the floor, I think maybe the Raptors have a lot better chance. And maybe Nick Nurse can sleep at night sometimes. But uh, it is what it is. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's fun watching OG sort of figure it out. Um, I think it's clearly a game-by-game kind of process for him. Whether he's going to actually reach that point or not. But... Hey, listen, he's, uh, man, he's like, he's like the main reason to watch nowadays. So, uh, I hope you really like OG and really what, what, what is there not to like about OG? He's very promising. Uh, and then, you know, Ken Birch was, was also very, very fun. I mean, career high 20 points for Ken Birch. Um, so first off, like I mentioned earlier, he had to guard Aaron Gordon, which, you know, is an odd matchup for him. You know, Gordon obviously is a guy who's a wing, he's going to handle the ball and he's going to try to attack and, you know, Birch off the dribble and stuff like that. Birch played him really well. I thought Birch... It wasn't even like Birch was sort of playing him super, like, um, loose and sort of sagging back. And sometimes you do that against the wing, right? If we can't really shoot, you give him some space. But Birch was really up on Gordon, like, pressed up on him. And, you know, he was sliding his feet while contesting some shots. Gordon got there a few times, but you mean four of nine shooting for nine points. Like, and some of those were putbacks. Like, it's, you know, Burst did a really good job on the primary assignment. I mean, I don't think Gordon's that good of a uh, on-ball creator in the first place, but still, like, Burst did a really good job in that matchup. And then Burch offensively just kept getting into the right spots. And whether that's spacing out into the corners where he hit 202 from three, which, listen, man, when he came to the Raptors, he had made, like, four threes in his whole entire career, and, and he's already doubled that, at least, um, since coming here, so, like, yeah, I mean, damn, he, yeah, he's he's developing that shot, to be honest, it looks smooth, it looks fine, I don't really see too much wrong with it, especially if he's open, and he's not going to be in the corners that much, because he's mostly going to be in the screens, he's going to be screening and then diving to the basket, but, you know, if he is, if the Raptors are probably going to work you know, a pick and roll with two other players or with someone else screening or trying to post up and Birch is maybe in the corners, probably space the floor to create, you know, you know, less clutter in the paint or maybe he's in the dunker spot. Like he's just, in, he's in the right spots. Like I, I, you rarely see Birch take a bad shot. It's a guy who really knows himself, really knows the opportunity here. And he just plays with energy the whole time. 36 minutes today for him. I think that probably is his um, season high with the Raptors so far. Uh, but 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block. It was great to see, man. This guy was like Jokic trying to throw passes and try to flow them to the basket. You know, Jokic draws a lot of attention. And he's also a very creative passer, very good passer. And Birch just getting up there. Like, I, I'd be very interested to see how, like, what, what Birch's, like, vertical jump is, man. This guy, this guy really skies up there. 
And yeah, he's pretty efficient with his offense. So whether that's you know guys are you know pick and rolling and stuff like that. Like if I'm gonna be completely honest, obviously Birch is not the main focus of the defense. If anything, he's like the fifth focus of the, of the defense. Guys are trying to stop you know Kyle. They're trying to stop Pascal. They showed a lot. They showed a lot of attention towards Pascal today, even though Pascal didn't really have much in the tank. I thought, but uh, Birch was getting left you know open. But it still takes a real skill to be able to capitalize on like reading your roles, for example, right? Like. Um, the reading your situations, when are you diving? What, what you know, are you short rolling? Are you making the pass out? I mean, Birch had four assists, like that might be the most assists Raptors have had from the center position this season. Like, honestly, like you know, and Birch has shown an ability to when the pass comes to him, he's gonna look for that next pass, kicking it out on the short roll there. And, and he's done a good job with that. Sometimes I do wish he would slow down just a, a half second because there's one play today where Birch caught the ball on the roll, had you know. A, a good lane there for a layup, but he kicked it out instead. I think the Raptors made the three anyway, so that turned out to be a better decision. But on the whole, like, I, I think Birch has shown a really, really nice fit with this group. And, yeah, I mean, obviously he's a free agent this offseason. Um, and I can't imagine it'll cost that much to re-sign him. I know he's playing really well, but, like, Ken Birch has been... I mean, he hasn't really been... Uh, a high-end commodity in the NBA. I mean, he wasn't drafted, and then he signed, like, I think a two-year, $10 million deal or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't very high. So, I mean, I think he will... He's definitely deserving of the contract. I think the Raptors should definitely look to re-sign him because I, I think he just fits well. I, again, the, the the group around him is going to allow the center position to have a lot of good looks. And Burch is playing really well on that end. But I like what he does defensively, too. Like, again, the fact that he guarded um, a wing the whole game and did a good job of it, like, that's... That's impressive, honestly. I don't. I don't think like, I don't think a lot of centers could sort of move their feet in the same way that uh, that Birch was able to show tonight. So those three guys were great. Kyle was great. You know, Kyle, congratulations, six hundred games as a Raptor. What a milestone! Obviously, this game is forgettable, and it was sad watching this game uh, in the fourth quarter. But you know, Kyle, what can we say, man? I mean, probably the, the best play on the floor tonight for the Raptors, 20 points, five rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Competed. You know, I thought early in the game, yeah, so I was like, oh, man, don't don't let it be one of those games where Kyle just, you know, complains and talks to the ref the whole game. And to be honest, the officiating was bad in the first half. I can't even lie. I'm very cranky watching these games. You know, the games are on at, like, 9 p.m., 10, you know, start at 9 p.m., they end at, like, 12. Like, I don't want to see that necessarily, but... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle was getting into with the reps a little bit. You know, again, it's Tony Brothers and Kyle Lowry. Like, they honestly, man, they should. It's basically, I, I imagine the conversation to be like prime first take between Skip Bayless and, and Stephen A. Smith, to be honest. But in any case, Kyle was very steady, uh, hit some threes. You know, when the Raptors were really down late in the fourth quarter, you know, Kyle came in, hit a three, you know, looked like, okay, maybe Kyle can make a little comeback. Probably not, to be honest. This is, you know, that, that might be a little bit past what he's capable of. Um, he's not going to single-handedly will this team the way he, you know, uh, has has done for 600 games. But, like, bro, just think about that, man. I mean, what, I, mean I don't want to sound like uh, Alex, but, like, I, I really want to quote Adam Sandler in uh, Uncut Gems. You know, that's history right there. Like, it really is. 600 games, A, is a lot. And B, like, just think about how many of those games are wins. Like, I, I, I gotta say, at least 400 of them, right? And, like, Kyle has been, like, at least the best player in 300 of those games. I'm not even kidding. At least 300 of those games, Kyle's is the best player. Um, and, yeah, like, he's just... I, just... I don't know, man. Just to have a guy who's been that competitive to sort of carry us through some of these times. I mean, 
if you think about it, man, it's the first season Kyle got here. That was the only time the Raptors finished under 500. From that point onward, man, it's been 48, 49, 56 wins, 53 wins, 59 wins, then 58 wins. Then last year, they were on pace for a 60-win season. And now this. I mean, like, that's that's hard to do. It really is hard to do. So I just feel very appreciative of Kyle. You know, I, I, yeah. Great job by Kyle. And listen, Kyle's always want to speak to the media after these tough games, man. It's, it's uh, you're not going to get, you know, like, again, as I mentioned after the last game, you're probably not going to hear from Pascal when, 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 on a game like when he doesn't play well. And, yeah, I think there is something to be said about who ends up speaking to the media after those games. I really do. Because sometimes you get some depressing questions. You get put in tough spots. I'm sure you're frustrated after losses. Um, so you got to put on a brave face a little bit and really compose yourself and, Kyle's always been one to do that. He's been very good to us in the media as well. So we appreciate it. And of course, it's not just us in the media. It's, you know, we're the front facing portion of the public. So it's Kyle's been great to the fans. He gives great quotes, he said a lot of nice things about OG. Um, you know, called that, called that man special. He told us an adorable story about that, that after OG's first season, OG said, I'm going to be an all star next year. And it's Kyle's like, yo, chill. <laughs> but it'll come. And yeah, OG's, he's, he's on his way. He's taking his first few steps here. So, um, yeah, in terms of the rest of the game, you know, I'm very disappointed with a lot of these bench guys. Um, I, I, you know, Rodney Hood, I mean, I feel bad because I feel like maybe I got maybe a little bit too excited. To be honest, anytime you get players in a trade or signing, you know, you get a little bit, you got like 50% too excited for these things. Um, you don't want to be pessimistic right off the front. I, I don't think that's necessarily my personality. Um, but in any case, I, th- I thought Rodney would be able to at least come in and bring something to this bench, and I've just seen absolutely nothing. Um, I, yeah, he he can kind of get a shot up, but like he's not good at making them, and he's not doing anything defensively. Uh, guys, just like line drive, you know, right past this guy. That's tough to see. Um, Utah, he's fine. I mean, to be honest, Utah is like a ninth, tenth guy. Freddie Gillespie, by the way, he's he's really struggled. Um, yeah, I just feel like he's lost. I don't know, man. There's a play where Bembry was trying to drive, and then Gillespie just like cuts right into the lane and gets right into Bembry's path, and Bembry has to throw up a, a floater from really far out. Like, you know, the spacing on the floor is not great. And then even defensively, I just thought Millsap cooked this guy, man. I know Millsap only had eight points, but like he, the way he just... Yeah, I don't know. Freddie was not great on that. And to be honest, they needed them to secure the defensive glass. And the, the Nuggets... You know, Millsap in particular was really winning that matchup, which is not what you, I mean, it's probably what you expect. Millsap is like, he was in Kyle Lowry's draft class. So, like, man, he's been in the league 12, 13 years. Um, and Freddie is literally in his first year, just played, you know, like a handful of G League games in the bubble this year, the Gubble. And then before that was, you know, uh, played some years at Baylor, but before that was like D3. Like, he's very inexperienced as a player. So, of course, he's going to get cooked by, uh, you know, a, a very smart veteran like Paul Millsap. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't looking great um, in his minutes. It was kind of lost. Stanley came in, gave him a boost in the arm. Really have no complaints, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, as long as he doesn't, you know, rush his way into a turnover or commit an over-aggressive foul, I'm, I'm kind of happy with it. Bembry, not really sure what's going on with Bembry, to be honest. I think he's had some pretty nice moments this year, but he's also had just, like, I don't know. He's also just never really the first consideration in any rotation. He played tonight because Raptors needed a ball handler without Fred on the floor. 
But aside from bringing the ball up past half court without turning it over, like, don't really see what he did out there. And then Jalen Harris played, so that was cool. I don't remember a single thing he did, but he was a plus 13 in five minutes, which probably means he played against the Nuggets third unit. So that does it for the podcast. Thanks for for. Oh, actually, no, what am I saying? The three stars, what am I doing? Three stars. Uh, first star from this game, I'm going to give it to Ken Birch. 20 points, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block. 8 of 10 shooting, 2 of 2 from the 3, 2 of 4 from the free throw line. Kevin's, he's playing great. He's playing great, man. Masai, get this guy a new contract. Get yourself a new contract as well, Masai, please. Uh, second star, I'm going to give it to Kyle. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. 7 of 10, 16 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Uh, you know, nice game from Kyle. Really is. Kind of an average game, but still, uh, you know, Kyle's average is, you know, career highs for most of these other guys. And then your third star... I'm going to go to OG. 25 points. This is the sixth straight game he's had over 20. Three rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block. Eight of 21 from the field. Uh, four of eight from three. Five of five from the free throw line. You know OG's playing well. When Nick Nurse uses his coach's challenge on OG instead of saving it for Kyle, which is what Nick Nurse does, essentially. Nick pretty much admitted it, too, actually. Basically said it's it's our challenge. Um, Yeah, in any case, you know, uh, OG was... Was fun, and I, I was tempted to give it to Malachi too, but I thought Malachi's fourth quarter stretch there. If he just kept that unit steady, um, then yeah, maybe you could uh, you could give it to them there. But it's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It just the fourth quarter kind of lost to form. So, but uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, lots to pick from here. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Jermichael Green. I thought he played really well in the second half. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, nine, plus 19, 6 of 9, 2 of 4 from the 3-point line. Yeah, I mean, Jermichael Green's a guy you would really... I mean, to be honest, I would like a lot of these players on the Nuggets, on the Raptors. But uh, Jermichael Green's a guy that I feel like the Raptors second unit could really use. Someone with, like, legitimate size who can space the floor but play power forward. Just got the Raptors looking bigger. I feel like the Raptors have looked pretty good this season playing bigger than they have playing smaller. Um... And, of course, the roster construct itself has not really allowed him to play big. But, yeah, Jermichael really came in and gave them pretty much like a Serge Ibaka performance, man. Gave them some energy, gave them some confidence off the bench, made all of his jumpers. Uh, was looking pretty good out there. So, you got to give Jermichael Green his credit. And then, yeah, as for the podcast, um, to be honest, my my main recommendation is to go watch Run It Back this week. We had Savannah Hamilton, uh, you know her from Raptors.com and all these other places. Uh, and she joined me and Alex, and it was a fantastic show. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, I knew it was it was very fun recording it, and it was definitely very fun to um, to see the reaction to it. But yeah, Savannah was great. We 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 you know we, we to be honest, Run It Back is the most positive Raptors program, and which is you know why it's one of the most essential. Uh, uh, you know, so watch that. It was, it's on YouTube, obviously, and then um, subscribe to the Raptors Reaction Newsletter. Okay. It's uh, it's your chance to vent if you want to vent, and you can write to the, our email address. Uh, it's a chance for you to ask questions. It's a chance for you to, I don't know. I mean, get your thoughts into the mailbag. I've really enjoyed interacting with fans that way. Um, it's better than just like reacting to, not even trolls. I don't want to like just negate people as trolls. I think some people are legitimately like short sighted, or to be honest, just kind of shitty. Like people were like, oh, you know. Uh, just like, oh yeah, Masai just like screwed this team, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, anyway, um, it's it's a lot better to interact with the mailbag than it is through, to, through Twitter, for example. Um, although, to be honest, Twitter is not that bad. People just give it a bad name. 
Um, so yeah, subscribe to the Rapid Reaction newsletter. You can get it in the uh, the link to the subscription is in the podcast description. Um, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. And the Raptors will play the Utah Jazz next on Saturday. And then they play a back-to-back in L.A. Jeez, this, this is a tough schedule. But um, let's tune in to see what Malachi, Ken Birch, and OG Anobi do next time. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 